to the right. Mariota drops. Steps up. He can run a long way. decided to come back from Nashville. Um, how are you, Greg? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Glad to be back. Not. Um, no, it's <laughs> been one of those one of those sort of couple of weeks where it's just been incredibly busy and then came back to work this week, even more tired than I was uh, than I was before. But no, it's uh, it's all good. It's good to, it's good to be back on here and talking some Titans, even though it's not going to be probably the most positive podcast you'll you'll ever hear oh spoiler steady um also with me brian hurley how are you doing sir yeah very well thank you excellent and for some of the podcast um he may dip in and out um for reasons which we won't bore you with uh miles may do miles how are you i'm doing good it's nothing to do with my fantasy football team don't worry i won't bore you with that um, yeah, definitely in and out. Thanks to thanks to work, shall we say? But uh, nice to see Greg brought the weather back with him. Rolls English lot. Uh, <laughs> well, it's I, I don't want to talk about the weather. Um, I was about to say yeah, but it's been milder the last couple of days. Um, but that would be the worst podcast material you would have ever heard. Um, but I guess we'll. I say that we're about to talk about the Tennessee Titans, um, who are eight and four going into the bye week, which I think we we probably thought that's where we'd be a week ago. Um, Miles, I'll start. I'll start with you, as your time might be limited. Um, were you? Well, what was your reaction to to Sunday and the and the Patriots game first? I think after the game, the reaction was sort of a a realisation almost that even though we spoke about it all week, how we were full of injuries and we didn't know how things were going to go, the realisation was that a full game of football can take a lot out of backup players. And inevitably, that's what happened. Going into half-time, there was the argument over missed missed kicks and a couple of points here and there could have gone the other way. But um, no, I think think by by the end of the game, the thing was, yeah, the Patriots are exactly what they thought they were. And sadly... The, the Titans reserve, reserve, reserves, brothers, ringer, best friends, <laughs> players are also, uh, yeah, they're doing what they can, but it was always going to be a, t- a tough sled, and especially with the conditions and everything. It was just, there was an inevitability as the game was going on. Uh, nice to see that we're going to have to deal with a new Tom Brady at the Patriots for the next 10 years, apparently. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. 
they uh i'd argue that the score flattered them a bit actually um they're, they're quite serviceable they're well coached they're well drilled as you'd expect from the patriots um but mac jones uh, you've got he's got to show me more but we're not here to talk about the patriots um brian did you find uh any positives to take from from sunday or uh is it just a case of get fit with the bye week? Yeah, I mean, I, I was probably expecting to possibly lose that game with all the injuries we've got. It's It was kind of just make sure we don't lose too many other players before the bye, get some people fit. I'm, I'm, I'm fully convinced a full squad beats that Patriots team pretty easily, to be honest. I don't think they're very... I don't think they're this hotshot team that the media is pretending that they are. Uh, I think they'll be. I'd love to play them in the playoffs, but that way. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you on that. I think that. I, d- I don't. Weirdly, I don't think we're that far away from being able to, to beat them. Um, we could certainly compete with them. We but ran out of steam in the second half. I think ultimately, um, and there were things. There were a few moments that you think could have could have gone the other way. I mean, they, they had some opportunities to score more themselves. I'll admit that. Uh, but, the way. The first half panned out. I thought actually, what I was scared of was a really blunt-looking offense that couldn't make any headway. But we didn't have that. We were able to move the ball on the ground in particular. Um, but just just turnovers again, just like the Houston game, and they were you know what what killed us ultimately. When you look at the numbers, um, we'll maybe come on to the receiving core and the lack of production there and what and what's going on. Um, but Greg, um, here's your here's your turn to have a bit of rants. Do you want to talk about turnovers or just general malaise? It's entirely up to you. I think I think turnovers definitely killed us in this game. I think some some were good defensive plays. I think the one on Hilliard was 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 more unfortunate than than stupidity. Whereas Foreman's was probably more stupidity than a good defensive play. Um, but you, when, you, when you're turning the ball over nine times in two weeks, it is a huge concern. Um, the other thing as well, and you alluded to Adam, is we're moving the ball easily and on the ground. I think we're over 200 rushing yards with with two two running backs who are weren't good enough to get in any NFL team until about two weeks ago. So both a hundred yards each on the ground. First time yeah. we've had that happen since Smash and Dash in the in yeah. two thousand and eight, which is quite quite impressive. Yeah. Which is which is which is quite incredible. But I think the problem I've got with the offense, and we talked about this a little bit a little bit earlier in our WhatsApp group, is it just doesn't feel like it it has that cutting edge to be able to it, it will get it will get the yards, it will move you up the field. But when push comes to shove, we're not punching it into the end zone. The only the only touchdown we got on on Sunday was was one which very nearly turned into a complete balls up and luckily wasn't touched before he was able to then get over the line and and, and make it uh, and make it a score but to me that's that's the biggest problem is that we're just not we're not punching the ball into the end zone we had the same thing I guess against Houston to a certain extent you, know, you can't score 13 points a game um, and expect to win many of them because you're putting too much pressure on your defense as that said i completely understand that we're missing 80 percent of the offense right now um or certainly you know a large majority of the offense right now and we've we haven't got the players like last year with 
Johnny Smith, who we saw a little bit of on Sunday, um, you know, chipping in at tight end. We don't have this year Ferks are chipping in too heavily. We don't have, you know, Swain isn't really the kind of player who's going to sit there and make play after play after play. So you're relying on a, a bunch of backup receivers who ultimately just aren't, aren't really good enough. And apart from Westbrook Okina, I can't really say if we lost any of them, I would be that disappointed other than other than the fact we've got no one else to replace them with. But we just need AJ and Julio and, and Henry back healthy. And I think we'll be okay. I, I completely agree with you, Brian. I think we win that game if we have a fully fit, fully fit team. There's no doubt about that. I don't think the Patriots were anywhere near as good as the scoreline suggested. Um, I think everyone's on this New England Patriots tidal wave at the moment, thinking that you know they're going to be what they what they once were. But I think as soon as they come up against an outfit like us, fully fit, or hopefully the Bills this week, even I think the Bills are you know they came back with a good result. Um, on Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving. So I think, I think they'll get found out eventually. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, Fingers crossed. I, I, the the receiving core is the the biggest issue for me at the moment. Now we 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 know part of the reason for that. You know, we we don't have Brown. We don't have Jones at the minute. Miles, um, do you think there's more to it? Um, do we, we do we need to talk about Ryan Tannehill again, or uh, or even Todd Downing? Um, I think I brought it up last week where I mentioned that when you're bringing in these players straight from the practice squad, um, they don't have time to build on the chemistry with Tannehill. So there's an argument to say that they haven't had time to even properly practice with with each other and different quarterbacks throw the ball with different speed, different spin on the ball. These are all things that can make a huge difference when it comes to making catches. In terms of plays, there's an argument to say, I mean, we were running the ball so well that did the play-action pass maybe be needed a little bit more? There, again, could be an argument for that. But I think that the bye week, is, as I'm sure you will get into, has come at the perfect time to get a chance for these players that are going to have to push us into the playoffs to really um, to really build that chemistry with Tannehill to spend as much time as they can on the field. I mean, don't get me wrong, they also need to rest up and pray to God that no one gets injured. But at the same time, they need to sort of build on a little bit of chemistry in the team. Um Tannehill, I think we're going to continue to talk about all season and until we have Brown and Henry and Julio, whenever it happens, whether they're on the field at the same time. I just think Tannehill is getting to the point now where he wasn't losing us games previous season, but this year he's edging towards doing that and that's when there's a concern. I don't mind this sometimes if he can't win it on his own because you've got other weapons, but when they're directly affecting results, which... I mean, who's to say if we had another quarterback in, they could have made the difference when you throw into, like we said, not household names. But I think it's going to happen every week now that until he has a, a killer um, killer game, that you're going to notice that people are going to be saying, is Tannehill really the option going forward? So to me, it's going to be a question every week. And in my opinion, I think we do need to look at getting some competition for him. Even, I don't know if it's looking at drafting someone or... We don't know what's happening in the offseason, but I definitely feel like there's going to be some need to at least get another name in the building to sort of apply a bit of pressure. Oh, that that's fine. We we discussed that last week, didn't we? And I think we yeah. we're kind of in agreement that's that, that's a good move in the offseason. But short short term, we've got to manage what we've what with what we've got. Um, Brian, what do you think's the 
the biggest issue in the passing game at the moment. Um, there's a, a lot going on. Uh, I would probably, I'd have to say, well, obviously, the, the, the fact we've got pretty, pretty poor receivers out there at the minute. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Chester Rogers. Uh, the more and more I see of him, the less and less I, I think he's going to be the answer. He can't return either. Uh, but, uh, no, hmm. I, I, I've got a question someone a player calling. For me, like, a lot of it falls at Todd Downing's feet. Um, you know, I mean, that, that four was it first and goal on the two and not and not getting in two of the two of the the pass plays just seemed yeah wrong we, to we're me. just running at this point we're absolutely running down the throats we're, we're getting yards upon yards every time we run the ball we're looking like we're going to do something and then you know he goes pass pass I don't know it's, it's just, not it's, it's not only top downing it's not just a top downing issue that like you say coordinators everywhere just try and yeah. overthink things and when you when you're struggling or if the things are going against you why not stick with what's working yeah it's yeah you're right it's trying trying to be too cute mm. and uh, we used to accuse arthur smith of doing it every now and then but you know but you know what you'd give for him having him back i mean T- terry rabisky would have uh would have run the ball up the gut four times wouldn't he <laughs> oh good old terry <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, j- joking aside, that that just didn't seem like the right approach. May- maybe once, third down or fourth down, off if it doesn't work. But yeah, For- Foreman, Foreman and Hilliard were were both effective as 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 we've discussed, both of hundred yard hundred yard games. Um, a bit of love for the Hilliard touchdown, um, which came <laughs> came out the blue. I'm thinking, I'm still I'm. Watching it, thinking draw plays the right approach here. Keep you know, it was a two-minute drill, wasn't it? And you think, okay, force them to use a timeout or a bit more time off the clock. Conservative. If he gets a first down, even better. Then the Pats aren't going to score again. Suddenly, bang, touchdown. Um, he had some. He had some speed, which was which was good. I, I think that there's enough life in the in the running game with these guys and mi- mixing it up a bit and the, the odd turnover hurts us but I kind of rather rather it that way around than the just not being able to get any penetration at all um, at least you can I mean I think that as, as you alluded to Greg the Hilliard one was a bit unfortunate it was a good defensive play he had both hands firmly on the ball Foreman just got excited and, and lost concentration and yeah, we, the, nobody's as good as Derek Henry we, we know that we knew that um, but it's it's the passing game that con- concerns me, and, and whether yeah, I mean, Tannehill's probably not playing as well. But I'm I'm watching that, thinking is he holding the onto the ball too long? Um, but I think ultimately receivers aren't getting open, and when they did, Chester Rogers and that that third down play, Tannehill's been blamed for that. But I keep what a number of times I've watched it since, and I just think he's. Chester Rogers has got a. I don't know if he's run the. Not saying he's run the wrong route, but he, yeah, he could do a bit decide. more there. I can't decide on that one. I can't decide whether he overcooked it slightly or whether he has ran the wrong route or not. I, I couldn't. I, I watched the replay a few times. I couldn't really work it out. But the, I, just, I, don't, saw... I don't think there's a better. I don't think Tannehill can actually do that much more where where he's going with that. It's a weird one. 
Yeah, it, it was a strange one. But also you had the Hollister one as well on the sideline where he's he's thrown it inside instead of outside. And again, I don't know if that's yeah, yeah. that's the the wrong route or or you know, I don't know what he was expecting there, but that, that, that one been, felt like it was on Tannehill. For yeah, me, that could have easily been a cap, but he just wasn't making these kind of mistakes in the last two years. Now, he wasn't. Look, Tannehill's never been one to go and throw 300 yards plus every single game. It's just not that's just not his game. With when you've got Henry in the backfield, it brings in play action. Yeah, it's one of those things that we can't necessarily bring in play action as much now because you know we don't have defenses concentrating on. Derek Henry, they got defenses concentrating on everyone else but the run game, which is probably why I think we have seen probably some success with with Hilliard and Foreman to an extent. It's because I think they are they're waiting for Tannehill to go away and throw the ball. And if you look at the, but you've got you've got to take actually, what the defense gives you though. Absolutely, and and, yeah. that, and that's not a criticism of us at all. What I'm saying is, I just don't think we're playing to Tannehill's strengths. Tannehill, I don't think has the you know he's not the greatest quarterback in the league, but he can do he can do things quite poss- quite well as we've seen in the last year and a half or two years. But when you bring him into situations where you're forcing him to do things that he's clearly not as comfortable with because he's not a been used to it for a while, and b I don't think he's got enough talent to be able to just through left, right, centre, bombs here, there and everywhere. He hasn't, that's fake, he hasn't got that talent. Now, that's not a bad thing. There's there's Super Bowl winning teams, or, or there's teams, sorry, that have won Super Bowls with a lot worse quarterbacks than, than Ryan Tannehill. But right now, I think it's it's almost too easy to scheme against this, this offence because there, there just isn't anyone, you, you don't have to double team anyone. I mean, who, who, who is being double teamed in in this offense realistically right now. I don't think there is anyone. So whether it's a case of they're just taking on -on one-on-one shots because they know the receivers aren't as good, or whether it's, you know, the success that we had on the ground, I actually think Pat's defense, run defense isn't just, isn't that good. I think we're going to come up against much better run defenses this year. Um, But as you you say, they're not stacking the box because uh, that, that was obviously their game plan was to make life difficult. For Tannehill in the air, perhaps the, perhaps our running game caught them unawares a bit. Yeah, but, I mean, but the thing is, Tannehill last week, and I wasn't here last week to talk about the the Houston game, but I mean, he actually threw over 300 yards against Houston, uh, which you know is is something that, as much as you can blame him for a number of the interceptions he threw in that game, you know, he was still he was still connecting with these receivers. And he we was actually still... abandoned the run last week, which is very untitans like. Yeah, and to be honest with you, it's something that we kind of had to do because we were chasing the game most of the time. Um, but the, the thing is, it shows that he can connect with these guys. It's just individual mistakes or individual moments that let us down. And like I said earlier, you can't turn the ball over nine times in two weeks. You just you just can't, don't care whether one of them was in garbage time. You know, you just can't do it. And I think by by the time that the... Third and 14, which I'm sure you're going to talk about in a second, Adam, but the third and 14 uh, opportunity, which they then failed in, I think it was what, our own 30-yard line or wherever it was at, that was just waving a white flag. It was, we convert this, we carry on, or we don't, and we just give up. Because that that's how it felt at the end. And it felt even that when you look at Kendrick Bourne's touchdown. I mean, no one wanted to put a tackle in. No one wanted to push him out of bounds. It was almost like Jalen Brown, I think, was the one who was probably 
the worst for it. Just, just. I, uh, I think, I think you're probably right. In hindsight, it felt that we we kept with them the first half, and actually, was it sixteen thirteen at half time? I thought actually, I'll take I'll take that, and it could it, it could have been even better, and and then it we just didn't. I, I don't know, just ran out of steam a bit. We're such the absolute bare bones of this roster. And and on defence, we've been... You know, they they played out of their skins the last few weeks. And yeah. we've just relied on them a bit too much. I just think it got to the point where Brable knew we weren't going to win the game. And like, it, do, you, do you know what? Let's give let's give these guys a break. The the, fum, the fumble after half-time, I think we were six points down. I think it was the... Yeah, it was the Foreman fumble. I think after that, you kind of, I'm not saying that we we thought it was over them because it certainly wasn't. We went down, I, mean, I know they scored a touchdown and then we went down the field and then had the Tannehill interception shortly after that. But after that, it was going downhill. And after that interception from from Tannehill, which I mean, all, all it really cost us was, was 20 yards, realistically. I mean, it, that's, that's all 19 yards, whatever it was. But after that interception, they 100% flew the wife. They, they they had no intention of, of going to try and track this game back because they just knew that it was it was a lost cause, which I can't really blame them for with the offense that we've got. That but that it, particular interception, I can't have any anger about because you've you've got a it's the game the game's on the line. You've you're running the what, ball. What you're apart, gonna, from, apart from that, you're running the ball. Yeah, right? yeah, okay, yeah. Once once That's he's silly argument you've got. Once he's ready to yeah yeah. Um, what I mean is, should he? What's he supposed to do? Take the sack. No, 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 I agree. Yeah, agreed. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, agreed. I, I'm not. That that didn't really bother me. That interception. Obviously, it's it's there on the on the on the stats, but that didn't really bother me that that much. Apart from the fact we didn't run the ball. Um, but yeah, after, yeah. as soon as soon as that was intercepted, it was it was almost like game over. And I think they went and scored a field goal. We then had the four 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 plays straight out or three and out, four and out, whatever you want to call it. And after that, it was a case of, I genuinely think, and I think I said this in our WhatsApp group, I genuinely think the reason they went for that on third and 14 instead of punting is because they didn't want the defence to go and get injured. Because you pump, you pump the ball away and then all of a sudden they've got 75 yards of field or whatever it's going to be for the defence to defend. They didn't want to do that. They were yeah. quite happy to then go and stick Kevin Hogan in and what ended up being a pretty lame end to the game with, a, with yet another turnover. Oh, I did. It barely mattered by then, and the yeah, the I, I annoyed me at the time because it gave it just gave the Pats seven points that they didn't deserve, arguably, and it made it made the scoreline look worse. Um, uh, but I shouldn't really be motivated by that, and I, I know Brable won't care. He won't couldn't care less. Um, they'll be uh, they're just instinctively, and the what the media think is just always there with us, isn't it? It's just they're they're out to prove themselves right and uh, everything associated with the Titans wrong constantly and so when they see 36-13 it'll look like a pasting when it was a the result was the right one but it wasn't a absolute shellacking we weren't dominated all game like that um, um, special teams just a, a, a word on that now this um, well let's uh, I'll go back to you Brian um where where we've got, I think they had an average field position of about midfield, um, partly just awful special teams and penalties, but that that doesn't help anything, does it? Is there anything going on there that can be done? 
Yeah, uh, I mean, special teams, what's that? <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it's, it, it's, it's a strange one, yeah. They, I think the average start position was about the 40-yard line, and it was the same against Houston as well. Uh, there's, there's definitely something not firing. Uh, prob- probably because most of the guys on special teams are playing in the frigging, you know, starting lineup now. Well, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Doubling down, so they're probably gassed, you know. But on a serious note, I don't know what the issue is there because there has been games this season where our special teams was absolutely on fire earlier in the year. So I, I don't know. We Could haven't our last our last touchdown scored on either a kick or a punt return was um well Greg you were there technically it's AJ Brown and the onside kick against the Colts but the last proper, the, the last proper one was Darius Jennings in the seven hour game nice. um but it used to be it feels like like Patman Jones used to get them all the time or if Derek Mason back in the day like they'd just be a couple of times a season you get one um, but there's there's not even there's just nothing I don't. I don't know. Chester Rogers. I, I, look, I, I appreciate the conditions against Houston were, and being there, trust me, it was not pleasant. But he, he just every time there was a there was a kick return to him, it just he just didn't look like he was even going to be comfortable enough to, to claim a fair catch. Like he was just, just there was just nervousness the whole time around it. And then you had the obviously the massive issue against Houston with the muffed pun, whatever you want to call it. But it was to me, and that's that is the biggest issue right now. Is I don't think there is anyone. They've got Hilliard on kick returns, and I think Chester Rogers on punt return. Uh, on yeah, but I just I just don't I don't see anyone bringing the ball out. And I think the Pats were kicking it short because they knew it. Like if you if you look at how many times did we have to bring the ball out against the Pats, I, I, I'm not actually sure, but it felt like every single time they were making us bring it out because they knew that. This special team, or whether they were gassed because they were they were playing a lot more of the game than most special teams will be, whether it's just because they felt like they could pin us right in, they they weren't kicking for touchbacks. They they were what they wanted Rogers or they wanted Hilliard to be bringing the ball out. Um, such a pat, that, it's such a Pat's thing, a Belichick yeah. thing, isn't it? To... But to be honest, with you, you can't blame them. And I think if it was the other way around, I'm pretty sure Vrabel would be doing the same thing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, you would. It's the sort of thing that I think I expect Brable to be hotter on, but maybe maybe we're maybe I'm being a bit unfair given everything we're dealing with. Um, but yeah, that's just a natural casualty of of everything else. Um, all right, so eight eight and four by week, the Jags at home. When we come back, we've then got um, the Steelers on the road, and the I think it's then the Niners and Dolphins at home, and then we finish in Houston. I mean, I. We're going to get players back. We might not have that many back for the Jags or the Steelers, but I'm hopeful that AJ Brown will be back at some point in December. Julio maybe as well. We'll have some some other guys on on defense. I, I'm still I'm still pretty happy about where we're at because we won those those difficult games and we beat we've beaten the Colts twice. I'm I'm still pretty good. I mean, I've I've looked at one of those playoff predictor things. And, you know, I, st- I still have us with the number one seed. And as crazy as that sounds, partly because of who we've got to play, um, but also the fact that, you know, for example, the Bills have got to play the Pats twice. And the Ravens have got a couple of tricky games. There aren't... The competition in the AFC isn't actually 
that bad. Um, the Chiefs, I suspect, will make a make a run for it. But we've just got we've got the tiebreaker over all these teams because we've beaten half of them. So the maths it's sort of in our favour, even if our roster looks completely shot and the confidence is shot. We've got a kind of it's a good time. We need this bye week big time. Um, Brian, how optimistic are you? Um, I don't not necessarily about the number one seed, but we should at least have the division sewn up. Uh, yeah, I think that I think that Forty uh, Nine is not the Forty Nine. The Buccaneers doing us a huge, huge favour the other oh, night. Yeah, that was that was bigger than our own game. I think <laughs> I was that at, at that point. I was starting to worry because let's face it. I know Neil's not going to like me saying this, but the Colts are looking like probably the best team in the in the NFL at the minute. Don't don't do it. Don't don't say. I know they they, they are, but they because they've got. <laughs> They've got a, they're one of the only teams that's full fully healthy, uh, and they're just they're pulverizing teams, aren't they? But they do they do look decent, but I, I know we're better than them. It's just a case of getting bodies back on the field. I'm fully confident we're going to make playoffs. We're going to win. We're going to win the the South again. And I I don't think that your prediction is at all silly. I think we've still got to be chasing that that number one seed. I don't think there's any reason why we couldn't. Realistically, with the games left, I should, we should lose one, in my opinion. If, if we lose one, we put that, that number one seed's ours, basically, unless there are some really and weird I'm, results I'm elsewhere. That, I'm losing that game to San Francisco. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably agree with that. And I mean, the, the Steelers will worry me, but they've looked awful recently. Awful. Um Greg, bring some sanity to this. You guys are absolutely bonkers. <laughs> we are. We have literally got like a team that is beaten, well and truly beaten up. That a bye week can't save necessarily. It will bring some bodies back, but it won't bring. I don't think it'll bring enough back. Yeah, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna run through it in classic Titans fashion, we'll probably beat the Steelers and the 49ers and then lose to the Texans and the Jags. But if you if you're looking at it realistically, we should be beating the Jags, absolutely. But I, th- I feel like I'm more worried about that game than I than I should be because I feel like I don't feel like we'll have much more than what we've just had in the last two weeks in terms of bodies back for that game. The Steelers, I agree, have looked absolutely dreadful, but it's the Steelers. We all know that our record against them is 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 not particularly favourable. And away from home, I'm never going to be confident. The 49ers and, and Miami are both starting to turn on some form. I think Miami have won four straight, or three straight, four straight, I can't remember what it is. But they've certainly won some games. And the, and the Niners are starting to look like the Niners that got to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. I think it's Miami be... turning on, coming up with some form as a push. Well, um... I think they've, um, they have won, I'm pretty sure they've won three or four straight though. I I'm, 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 they keep I'm, they keep playing teams that are even worse than them. I think it's one of those. We just lost to Houston. I mean, that, that's, you can't sit there and say about they're beating <laughs> they're beating crap teams because we've just lost to Houston and we lost to the Jets earlier this year. So, it, as far as I'm concerned, a win's a win in the NFL, and whoever you're playing, you you know you still got to go across that line and win it. It's going to end up being Week 18 winning in against the Texans because let's face it, that's that's what we get every single year. I would love to say, yeah, we'll go and get the number one seed. I just can't see it happening. You I think, think we'll probably you really win. think that'll be a win and in, win and in not, to the playoffs not, game. Would not be shocked. So th- for that to happen, I think we would need to lose three out of the four. Which again would not be shock in that situation. Unless, unless we got bodies back, and unless we got the majority of the bodies back. I'm not expecting Henry, but 
we need we need to get AJ. AJ can't come back until the 49ers game. I think Julio technically can come back for the Jags, I think, unless I'm wrong there. But I think he can come back for the Jags. I can't see it happening. I think there's serious problems with his hamstring as much as I'm only very much looking at this from, from what we've seen this year. I've got no insider knowledge, but I just I've, I have massive fear that, that the only time we're going to realistically see him is the playoffs. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like it, there is, out of the next three, you could easily lose two of those. And if you're losing two of those out of the next three, then... Yeah, I mean, if the Colts continue rolling as they are, granted, I know they lost Sunday, but I mean, that was a bit of a nip and tuck game in the end. If they carry, if they carry on rolling, I think, I think it I mean, they've, they've, they've got, I think they've got to play the Pats and the Cardinals. So, I mean, it's a lot's got, a lot's got to go wrong. You're, I you're looking I, for ways to do it. If I'm the Colts, I'm not, I'm not worried about the Pats. I think the Colts beat, beat the Pats. If, the, if, we, if we're saying, if based on the Pats that we saw on Sunday, and I don't, I don't think the Colts will have a problem against them, but it, it's just unpredictable, isn't it? At the end of the day, you can't. You, I don't think you can really predict anything. It will depend on what bodies we get back. We should beat the Jags. Probably means we'll lose it. We should should probably lose against the Steelers because that's just standard. But and we'll probably win it. But you just don't know. But I, I, don't, I, I, I have. I've just got more faith in Brable to. Yeah, but pretty much the reason we've lost the last two games, if I could pick one, it's turnovers. Um, I, I don't see him not addressing that in the two weeks we've got off, regardless of who's coming back or not. The only way you're going to uh, be I able think... to address that is by getting people back, though. Like, cause I, I just don't, I don't think you're going to them having a bye week where they can spend a bit of time with a load of, let's face it, backup practice squad receivers. I don't think it's going to stop turnovers necessarily. I think it's what will stop turnovers is getting someone like Julio back. And, and taking some of the attention away so that some of the backup practice squad receivers can actually get open. Because Julio will take some attention away. There's no doubt about that. So I think it's important to get bodies back. Bayard going on COVID list, hopefully, is, is just a short-term thing. I'm hoping well, that's that that's that great timing if there ever was something that was great timing, the, the, the day after a game when you're about to have a bye week. I'm, hope, yeah. I'm hoping that's not, not a big problem. I think linebacker we're missing David Long massively um and dare I say it, we're probably missing Rashawn Evans as well I don't think Jayon's been the same player this year and outside of him sure. Monty Rice has just gone down I don't can't see him being back in time for the next no. couple of weeks at least so I think hopefully getting bodies back will will be key but we've got to be we've got to be scoring points and the only way we can be scoring points is if we get some of those key key names back and Julio for me is the one I think he just he needs to be back sooner rather than later. I think essentially we've yeah. What 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 happened there? Did I mean I assume we just decided he wasn't ready or didn't not ready not yeah. looking like he's going to step up? Are we going to see him in a couple of weeks? I think so. That'd be sure. I wouldn't have brought him in otherwise. I, I'm a big fan of Golden Tate. I I don't know whether I'm I'm not expecting him to be. Maybe the golden tit he was in Detroit, but you know he was he was still he was still decent last season in a bad yeah. team. I I, th- I think yeah, he's good possession receiver. I think he he can definitely do us a favour. And he he's could he could return kickoffs and punts potentially. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were all excited about we were all excited about Adrian Peterson a few weeks ago. So I can't say I'm excited about Golden Tate right now, but. 
I mean, he's someone, if he's healthy and he can catch a ball, I'm, I'm all over it. Well, three or four years ago, you'd have said Golden Tate was one of the better receivers in the league, though. Three years ago. I don't think he's had loads of injuries. I just, I think he's just fallen out of favour. There's got to be a reason. That. There's got to be a reason that he was. He's he's been <sighs> not on the streaks. That sounds harsh, but he's been doing ESPN coverage for college for the for for the whole of this season. Though, if he was if he was, that's probably kept him off the streets. To be fair, I imagine yeah. they paid him. Uh, well, maybe who knows? But I mean, I don't know. It's like I don't disagree with you, Brian. By the way, I think he's he's definitely a capable receiver. I always kind of feel like feel like. If he was that good, someone would have already picked him up. I'm actually quite surprised, and I saw saw this floating around on Twitter. The Jags have just dropped um, John Brown from their practice squad. I was quite surprised by that. I thought he would be someone that we might look to potentially bring in, but haven't heard anything up to now. Yeah, you you wonder if again if there's a reason for that. Who who knows? Um, obviously, any player that's ever waived by anybody, the Titans have to pick him up. That's just how it goes on Titans Twitter. Uh, but. We'll we'll see. All right, I, I I'm guessing the reality will be somewhere between where you see it and somewhere between where I see it. Maybe about where Brian sees it. Um, we're still we're still making the playoffs, and and maybe maybe not by the number one seed. But I just, as I say, I just think there's a. You look at what's in front of us. There's there's still more than a good chance. Henry's coming back against the Texans and making two thousand yards, isn't he? <laughs> it, it feels right. It does, does feel right. <laughs> All right, let's let's leave it there um, for for Titans chat and have a a quick non Titans chat, I guess. Um, Brian, how uh, have things been with you? Anything you wanna you wanna get off your chest? Uh, nothing major for me this week. It's just uh, obviously I work in retail, and it winds me up when a customer will it will come to the counter. He'll, he'll ask me a question, and then one of my regulars will sort of jump in and try and help him and I'm like come on let me do my job <laughs> you know like just go away you're telling him all the wrong stuff you know like you, you, you're leading him down a bad path and yeah it's happened it happened today and I just thought you know what this does wind me up I'm going to use this because I didn't have anything else to talk about but yeah it's just like if, if you're in the shop and someone asks an employee for help don't jump in just 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 leave them to it I mean, it, yeah, I get that. It, it's if you're the person asking, if so, if I'm in your shop and I'm asking you for help, I've also got to be savvy enough as a the person asking for the help to realise that it's you that I want the help from, not some random person next yeah. to me. So it's it's on it's on them as well to make to make that choice, I guess. But it's hard to be polite sometimes, I suppose. I know they're just trying to probably be helpful, but it's just like go away. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean. Logically, you should know more about the answers than the random, <laughs> random other guy in the shop. Yeah, they, they tell them stuff to you, like they give them false information or you know lead them down the the route I don't want them to go down. Yeah, yeah. without getting, getting without getting complex, it just annoys me. Fair enough, um, Greg. I mean, I guess I'm guessing you've you've had some issues. Um, bags or stuff like that. I don't want to pick your topic for you. No, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, my we we've been on a pretty good run of uh, many different holidays and never lost 
luggage until this one. Um, and apparently it's uh, one of those things that happens quite a lot when you fly out of Atlanta airport, supposedly. Um, but yes, yeah, so I did lose, lose, lose my bags for a couple of days, but they did come back safe and sound and nothing stolen. So happy days. But mine's actually um, to do with COVID tests. Um, obviously, when you when you return, you 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 have to do a a kind of a COVID test to sort of say that you've not brought COVID back into the country. Um, and what I want to there's there's two different the the same tests, but there's two tests you can get now. There's one where you're basically deep throating yourself, um, as well as sticking up the nose. Um, and there's one that just 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 goes up the nose. And what I want to say is, is why would you even give them the option still of one where you have to stick it down your throat? Because it's the most uncomfortable thing. Um, when you can, surely there's got to be a, a new way. Of, we've had COVID now for a year and a half. I don't know. So. I've got very used to stabbing myself in the throat with those big Do cotton really, buds. It's just water for ducks back now. I too much it. Doing it, tickling the brain through through the nose is is fine. I can I can deal with that. It's the it's the I've clearly not got a great gag reflex, and I sit there like basically deep throating through with a with a cotton bud, and the wife's sitting there literally pissing herself laughing because I'm there just like gagging over the over the uh, over the sink. All this to basically make sure I'm not going to be spreading coronavirus around. But yeah, so if there's anyone who works in the industry, you can get a COVID test that doesn't require me practically vomiting every single time I do it would be gratefully appreciated. Well, the, I mean, I've done, I think for about since about February or since you could, I've just done routinely two lateral flow tests every week, roughly. And like to start with, you had to stab yourself in the throat, um, but they, they changed them. You're only supposed to stick them up your nose now, but fine. You can, you can still, you can still get either or. So it depends where yeah. which one you're getting from. Cause the ones luckily we've got, we ordered some to get delivered to the house today and, they're the ones that only go up the nose, which I'm, I'm quite happy with. Apart from sneezing about 15 times afterwards, I'll, I'll, I'll take that all day long. But uh, <laughs> me, me dry retching into the sink is not is not particularly pleasant. So if any if anyone out there does COVID tests, try and get one where you can just, I don't know, breathe into just it or something, on. spit on it. Yeah, exactly. Or, ju- or just get a grip, just grin and bear it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man, Adam. I have to moan about this stuff. <laughs> I can't deal with this crap. I bet, well, I bet, yes, he's got no problem with it at all. Uh, what about, about deep throating? <laughs> <laughs> can't comment, mate. Can't comment. <laughs> okay. um, I'm not cutting this out. Uh, I, do you know what? I might just end it there. I was gonna, uh... No, well, I was going to talk about. Doesn't matter. I don't think we can no, stop no, that. I want to hear it, Adam. I want to hear it. <laughs> no, uh, we are going to end it there. Um, cheers, Brian. Cheers, Greg. Uh, cheers, Miles. Well, Miles isn't here anymore. I mean, he has he has disappeared for other work I commitments. Be busted by the boss. <laughs> Possibly. Hopefully, the boss doesn't listen. Um, or if the boss listens, um, they'll be uh, round to the cat. So I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh right, we we might we might do a little pod next week. I'm not sure yet, um, but nothing nothing too serious. Um, maybe maybe a quiz or something. Let's tweet tweet Harry directly and ask him to uh, to do us a quiz for next week. Um, if you hear this, um, otherwise let us know uh, what you think at Transatlantic TN. Um, enjoy the bye week. I can't wait to just watch some Red Zone and not stress. Um, I don't know about you.
but I, I think know. we I'll need a bye week <laughs> as fans. I'll still be stressing to see who ends up on IR, even when we're not <laughs> playing. Well, indeed. Hopefully, obviously, the Colts lose. Um, I'm not even sure who they're playing, but uh, yeah, that goes without saying. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll chat soon and tighten up, everyone. Tighten up. Okay.